This is episode five of This Is Us 2 with Mary and Blake. I almost drowned. What? Did you even care? We tried to get to the deep end, but you never watch me. Hey. You always watch me. Come on, push me. Watch yourself, pal. We're so busy making sure that Kate's not eating too much. Kev, calm down. And Randall's not too adopted. And meanwhile, where's Kevin? Oh, guess what? He's dead. Kev. But we love you. We don't touch me. I got this one. Hey, 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 come here, come here. I'm what? sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I should have been watching, okay? And I said I was, and I should have been watching you, pal. I'm trying, okay? That, look, I know that I'm bigger than you. I know that I'm an adult. But I, this is this is my first time, okay? This is my first time, too. I got three of you, and I'm trying. I'm sorry. I should have been there, and I'm going to be there, okay? Okay. Can I have a hug? Can I get a dad I love you? From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Welcome, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I think the absolute most awful place on this planet is a public pool. Oh my God, I love swimming. I hate public <laughs> pools more than anything else that humankind has ever created, and that and that includes like the atom bomb, right? Because, oh my gosh, why? Because uh, every time I think of the public pools, now I think of Gilmore Girls. Okay, when, when they were like, "That's all full of kid pee." It's true. It's it's all full of kid pee, and it's miserable. The ocean is full of whale pee. So think <laughs> about that. So. When I was in third grade, I went to a friend's birthday party and it was a swimming party. So I was a great swimmer, guys. I like really knew how to swim well. But for some reason, I think I was tired. I was tired and I actually almost drowned. And it wasn't until I saw this episode that I even discussed this. It was the scariest moment in my life aside from birth. And that's saying something. I really, really thought I was going to drown and die and that no one would notice because there were kids everywhere and it was a lot of commotion. And I pulled myself out eventually and I didn't even tell my parents. I'm a middle child. My oldest sister is mentally and physically handicapped and my younger brother is, well, he was preciously not so smart at that time. He's just you know, a younger brother. He was just a younger brother doing stupid <laughs> things, eating mushrooms from the wild and trying to catch random animals. Needless to say, my parents had their hands full with three busy kids. And I was the middle kid and I was fine. I was just fine, except I almost drowned and nobody knew. My parents weren't at that party, but this was actually like a huge thing that I saw Kevin have this episode where I said, oh my God, I'm Kevin. So it wasn't until I was an adult and I had postpartum depression and I went through therapy that the therapist asked me, Mary, why are you always trying to win something? I did pageants throughout college, trying to get money for uh, college scholarships and did that. And then I've always been a performer, always on stage, just like Kevin. I have been a television host. I tried out. I got it. And it's always like I needed recognition. That's what we found out. I needed recognition. I needed to be seen by other people because my parents, as good of a job as they did raising me, I probably often felt like because I was fine, because I wasn't battling obesity, because I wasn't the minority kid, 
I was fine. And they didn't need to pay as much attention to me. I wasn't handicapped. I wasn't eating wild mushrooms off of our front yard. (laughs) Which is a true story. Yeah. I was a good graded kid. And because of that, I don't think I was watched as much as I wanted to be watched. And I felt like I needed to get the public's appraise for this. And it made me just see myself as Kevin for the first time. (laughs) Because (laughs) I haven't seen myself as Kevin in any of these episodes. And for the fact that he almost drowned as a kid, um, really struck too. Because it... I did too, and I've never talked about it until this week. All right, Blake, break it on down. What are the episode details for this show? Episode title was The Pool, quite an original title, if you will. The directors were Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, who were the directors for the pilot episode, and Kyle, main producers of the show. A-list directors. Correct. Uh, The writers were Dan Fogelman, who has written all the previous episodes, Mm -hmm. as well as Don Todd, who actually served at the time uh, of of the show at this moment in time uh, as the co-showrunner with... Dan Fogelman. He's he's had a hand in many other shows, including like Sleepy Hollow and Ugly Betty. Uh, but you know, this was his first real gig as, okay. a, as a big showrunner. Great. So uh, that is the de- the details, right. Marvin. What do you got? The lemon rating. Yes. Let's do the lemonade rating. Right, what what you is your on a scale of one to five? What? How many lemonades? Oh, I'm gonna go four point eight on this okay. one. I think this was not quite as good as the pilot episode, but it is the better of the three that have come since. I'm right there with you. I gave it a 4.9. You finally beat me. Hey. You finally beat me. The tides have turned. Now it's time for the GBGs to explain this rating that we've got going on. So the good, the bad, and the great Mm -hmm. in this episode, in my opinion, the good, was Kate being a super sleuth slash stalker. Now- I know people might be like, oh my God, she's crazy, except I do that This stuff. is a total Mary move. <laughs> like, not only would I have Facebooked, LinkedIn, Googled, if I had found her address, I probably would have driven by to see what kind of a house she had. At least I would have looked on Google Earth and seen what it looked like from an aerial view. And had I walked by, I probably would have accidentally got a job, because that's what happens whenever I'm being shady, right? <laughs> like, it blows up in my face, and I get caught red-handed. Oh, so, my God. Good was watching Cape because I'm like, yep, I've been there. Bad, man, how sad was Randall's checklist of when he would meet a black, another black person, he would wonder if that person might be his dad and he would check it off and to see how few check marks there were. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is really also going to show that, you know, they are this all white family and probably most of the time they haven't hung out with other black families because n- nobody's even told them about his hair. Or it, I took from this that they don't have even black friends. Because right. I feel like Rebecca would have even asked, hey, does he need to wear sunscreen or what should I be doing? You know, someone might have spoken up about his hair. Mm-hmm. So from this, from seeing all those check marks, I've realized they don't even have, you know, black friends. So that made me really sad for him as a child and, and as a man. And then my great was how thinking back on previous episodes, Kevin's pretty much always been around a pool unless he's on stage. <laughs> You know, even at the party, yeah, you're right. there was a pool there. And I just feel like whenever we've seen him, he's been looking at a pool, been near a pool. And I just love that this has all come together in the pool episode. So what's your GBG? <laughs> oh, okay, my good. The good was 
finally not containing one of those emotionally manipulative twists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end of the episode, here's yeah. a surprise. Just like your boy Miguel. Yes. It's we don't have a moment with your boy Miguel. <laughs> we don't have Grandpa. a moment. <laughs> what? We don't have a moment with uh, with the the time sh- shifting. Yes. We don't have any of that stuff. It's just a good story without a twist. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Just thank you for. Getting me involved with the characters and telling a good thematic story and digging deeper into that. Uh, the bad. Oh, my God. What? Kate. What? What the F, man? Are you serious? Seriously. You didn't see that and say, like, oh, Mary does that. Mary no, would uh, do that. Uh, of course. Mary of would course. totally also get herself into trouble <laughs> and accidentally somehow get a job. Of course that's what I saw. And of course that's what I thought. And of course that's why I'm saying it's the bad. Do you love, though, how she came I've, and told Toby? Because I've been there before. <laughs> I've been there. I've been at places where you may or may not have stuck your nose in things that you probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> and then you come at me. And you're like, hey, should I have done this? And I'm like... And, how like, do I undo this? And, and you're I, like, you can't. And I always say to you, well, my love, do you want me to tell you the truth or do you want me to lie? Yep. <laughs> Which would you like? Because I will do either. So, But you just felt like it was on, a, Kate, a, a you, spiral. Even even if, I mean, we are joking about it left and right, about how you would do stump, something stupid like this and you would. I know I would. But come on, Kate, you got to be a little bit more self-aware than that. You got you to be a little When bit... you are feeling so insecure that... You you just don't think straight. That is true. I will give you that. But you finally have somebody in Toby that really likes you, really wants to be with you, even set up a concert for you. I mean, she didn't mean to go get a job. She just meant to like understand the situation a little bit more. She wanted to see if this woman was mean. Oh, my God. And then, of course, uh, you find out she was. Well, what's your great? Oh, my God. I still can't get over it. Freaking Kate. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're just saying this because you know that this is the type of situation that I'd come home and be like, um, so I got a job. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> All right. So what was your great? All right. So my great, there was this one shot that felt really out of place. Mm-hmm. Like in the moment, it was like, what, what the heck? Like, what are we doing? It was the one shot of adult Kevin in the pool and... It comes right after a commercial break, and it closes up on his eyes underwater. And then you see him rise up out of the water, Yep. and it shows him, and then it flashes immediately back to when he was in the pool after he rescued himself. Yes. That shot was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and it was fantastic visual storytelling. Yes. It was just stunning and I'll, and I'll get into it why it was so stunning uh, in a little bit but that one shot and what it meant and how that helps form what the theme and what the writers are trying to accomplish mm-hmm. what that does and how they do it visually mm-hmm. um, it in my opinion it, it kind of almost rivals Kyle's moment or I'm sorry William's moment on the bus with with uh, with Randall's mother and the writing on the notebook, yes, it almost rivals that. It is very close, uh, but yeah, that was my great. And the lighting again was great, and what that meant for the show, I just I uh, I love it. I think awesome. it's, I think it's I think it was just I think it was just great. All right, let's delve into the episode. So, 
What we've done, I think, in the previous episodes is we have picked out a theme. And unfortunately, I've always brought up the theme <laughs> at the end of our episodes. So we don't necessarily always have time to discuss the particular theme. But again, this episode didn't rely on one of those emotionally manipulative twists. So it actually had to dig into something without without that sucker punch, right? Correct. And I really feel like this theme that they picked for this episode is the one where they really they really chose a great storytelling way to get to it. And that theme in my opinion for all the characters is fulfillment. Ooh. What fulfills you? Yes. What makes you you? What gives you what gives you you? Mm-hmm. And the writing, while fantastic in the previous episodes, it's been pretty straightforward. I mean, there have been little puzzles here and there that you have to figure out, like the moon and the time and the, you know, you know like yes. all, all that stuff. Exactly. But this is one where you have to engage with the, the material. Present. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to engage with the material in order to figure out what they're trying to accomplish. And then they put it all together in a way that's very surprising. And what I mean by that is each character, whether it's Randall or it's Kevin or Kate or even Rebecca and, and Jack, they mm-hmm. all have these things that they're trying to get towards. Jack wants to go out with his family. He wants to continue to be with his family. He is quitting drinking. He, his, his family is starting to fulfill him in ways that it either once did or didn't at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. Rebecca wants to be a mom that... Be the best mom. She wants to be a mom that knows how to take care of her kids. Yes. And how does she do that? She's well, worried. She's worried for Kate. She's trying to take care of Randall. And, right. Yep. And it's not a coincidence, in my opinion, that she's reading the book Misery <laughs> because she's probably felt miserable. And at the end of the the episode, Jack... And all the kids, they're all laying down okay. on top of each other. All cuddled. All, all so cuddled sweet up, right? on that one chair. All cuddled up. And she and Jack is laying on her. And he says, oh, my God. He says, oh, what, would it be bad now to talk about having a new kid? And he looks up. He goes, oh, my God. Are you reading? And she said, Jack, I, I'm on the last page. Yes. Shh. Yes. Let me read. Right? Yeah. So that means it's the last page of her misery. Hopefully, at least according to her and the fact that she's now getting fulfillment, that she knows how really specifically to take care of of Randall. It's part of the it's part of the equation for her. Wow, you got deep with that book reference. Of I didn't course even I did. know you were going on that. And and then and and listen, for Kate, it she's needing to fit in and be popular. And whether that is, I wouldn't say she needs to be popular. I think she needs a true friend and a true relationship. Okay, you know? yeah, I don't you're right. Think Kate ever? I mean, she just wanted I, just what everyone else wants—just someone to love them. And she was so genuinely excited about her Care Bear bikini. Oh, that's true. That was so. But precious. what I'm saying is, she needs she she her fulfillment is trying to fit in. But what she discovers, both with the kids and Toby's ex-wife, is that it's not always better. It's not always good to fit in. Correct. And for Kevin, listen, if we had any doubts of why he is an actor, <laughs> we I now realize. I them all. <laughs> I know. We realize that he's growing up and, 
and uh, he's, he's not getting up as much invisible. attention. Right. And so he feels like he needs other people to applaud or recognize him or show his face in other ways so he feels less invisible. Mm-hmm. And then we all then we have Randall, which, you know, his conversation with William about William's partaking in the the civil, civil rights, rights acts mm-hmm. uh, and the civil rights movement um, and how William kind of shuts him down a little bit. But Randall is, and as he says, he's a plowed, proud black man. Uh-huh. And as a kid, he is looking to connect with his roots, his his inner blackness. He was searching. Right. The whole time and growing he, up. And here he is. He's found that connection, mm-hmm. a very distinct, tangible connection. But he's never not been black. He's never not had to deal with the problems of being black mm-hmm. in, t- in today's society. He even says it himself when the security guard takes a closer step yes. towards him yes. or needing to show his ID when his, with his credit card. Mm-hmm. And then finally getting that fulfillment of William having to apologize to him and say that you have done everything right and I've done everything wrong. And he couldn't possibly give him any advice on how to handle his children and Snow White and all that other stuff. And he's become in awe of his Mm -hmm. son, Randall. Right? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I bring up that final shot. I bring up that final shot because... The final, the final scene, rather, of this episode is again, Rebecca, Jack, and the kids all laying together. And I thought it was when Kevin comes in. No, and, oh, the no. final shot is Rebecca. Okay, the, the yes. final scene is it, it, it. They're all they're all sitting together at the pool. Yes, the most miserable place on, <laughs> on God's green so, earth. But sure, <laughs> <laughs> right. And Kevin is looking at the football and the water. Jack pulls him in closer. He's finally getting the fulfillment of his father, recognizing mm-hmm. him. Randall, his he's asleep. His the book with all the check marks is kind. It's, he's holding Taunt. it, yeah, yeah. but it's it's not. He's yes. not really going to pay attention to it. The note that the bitchy girls give Kate. Watch your language. Sorry, the the girls that the the note that the girls give Kate. It's by the drain and it's soaked it's, in water. Yes, it's being all melted away. She's wearing the T-shirt that the her father gives t-shirt. her. And, How great was that? And, and Rebecca is finishing, finishing her, book. her book, and Jack is talking about having another kid potentially. See, I didn't see it as misery ending. I saw that she finally got a moment. You know, as a busy mom with three kids, and they were stuffy and fighting. You know, when you want to just fight with each other when you're sticky and hot, and there they were in that sticky hot house, and she finally. Had mm-hmm. peace. The kids were asleep. They were all loving on each other, cuddled in this sweet little heap. And she got to read. It's like everything she wanted. She got to have her family and peace. Right. We're going to take a little moment to tell you about today's sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Minute with Mary. It's the best place to discover new makeup and uncover your confidence as a woman. So what is Minute with Mary? It's a minute or 20 minutes or however long you want with me. 
So guys, I sell high quality makeup and skincare and one of my favorite things to do is make you feel more confident and more beautiful and just to have good old fun with makeup. So if you're battling skin issues, if you don't know how to have a smoky eye, if you wanna have a really amazing pink lipstick for the spring, I'm your girl. All you need to do is search the hashtag Minute With Mary, request to join my marvelous VIPs group on Facebook. That's the place. So minutewithmary.com is my website to purchase or you could search that hashtag Minute With Mary and start the road to a new you. All right, so now that we have this uh, and, and we, we've discussed the fulfillment of all of the characters. Mm-hmm. What I want to know, actually, my darling, is what you think the heart of this episode is. Like, what is the... Who this episode was based around, do you think? Because, I, because I've also found that each episode kind of plays into each character in a specific way. Well, you know, I really battled with this idea. And we haven't, of course, talked about it until now. But I felt... I felt drawn to Kevin's story, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like as a white woman, that was easier for me to feel than Randall's story because I feel like Randall's story was was really big, Mm -hmm. was really, really big. It's a big deal. And I felt like I get it, but I sometimes have I sometimes have this guilt that I don't know what people who are minorities go through sure that i don't see everything that they go through and when he was saying that in the store about needing his credit card checked about all this stuff um i i couldn't connect with it Mm -hmm. so i really felt these two strong storylines in this episode one of which i personally really connected with with kevin but randall's was so powerful for me how about you I think the true heart of the story, uh, or at least the main plot, you know, because whenever you watch a television show or a film, you have certain plots. It's called plot A, plot B, plot C. Plot A is the main plot. Plot B is the second plot. Plot C is the third plot, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. All of the other plots usually help serve the main plot. Now, in a show like this, since they all kind of run concurrently, it's hard to decipher which is the main one. But the one that I think make, that makes you feel most mm-hmm. is plot A. And for me, the one that makes it feel most is the one that's centered around Kevin. And I feel like Kevin is the anchor of this episode because while you get a lot from Randall... And I feel like you get some from Kate. I mean, she. What, what are you doing getting a job with your boyfriend's ex-husband, ex-wife? Like, what are we doing? I feel like the person that grows most in this episode is Kevin. And let's not, I don't think, take it as a coincidence that the main turning point of this episode, that one that comes nearly almost exactly halfway through, mm-hmm. is Kevin drowning in that pool. And the episode is named Pool. So I think. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it, and then it, it's, and then it even culminates eventually with Kevin going to visit Randall. And, See, but that's why I feel like there's two. And this is why I'm disagreeing completely well, is that there's so many strong characters 
in this show that I don't know if there can be one particular thing. Well, well what, I guess what I'm saying is this. What's the anchor of the story? What is, what is the thing that helps tie it all together? And that, in my opinion, is Kevin. Because at the end of the episode, he does, in fact, go to, to Randall's. visit Randall. Yes. He goes to visit Randall. And meets his biological father. Right. And not only that, he visits Randall once after he goes in the pool. Mm-hmm. He comes back up. He's looking for something. He's looking for attention. That him, that moment of him being in the pool, that is reminiscent of him drowning and not having anybody pay attention to him. So what's the one scene that happens right after he is in the pool and rises back up, back in the present story time? He calls Kate. He says, hey, Kate, usually you're the one who tells (laughs) me how awesome I am and makes me feel good. But I got the part. Yay. (laughs) But she doesn't answer. Mm -hmm. So what does he do then? He's looking for more attention. So he goes to Randall. And you know, once Randall sees him, it's like it's like super awkward. He's like, so awkward. Hey, you know, Um, and not only that, once in the past that Kevin is in the pool and he's drowning. It's playing the song Someday Soon. And when it's in the future and he's going to visit Randall, mm-hmm. what's the song that's playing? It's Someday Soon. And would you like to hear some of the lyrics? I do. The lyrics Are you to. It? No, but I, I can actually even play it if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. So um, the, the lyrics uh, to this song are thus ready i love my father and i love him well i hope to see him someday soon because where i live it gets dark at night the kind of dark that heats up the night hold on i'll play i'll play the song hold on it's such a pretty song it is It's a long intro. I know, apparently. Sorry. So this song plays throughout these scenes, mm-hmm. and it's the connective tissue that bring that wraps it all back around again on top of Randall and Kevin. Yeah. Anchored by Kevin. And it continues on saying, because where I live, it gets dark at night, yada, yada. And you know that, mother, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I'm afraid of dying. And as I dream, I'm falling down. The move, the world moves around without a sound, lost as sure as I was found. Sun comes up without a sound. So I up and face another day, and I hope the kindness comes your way. There it is. Gosh, what a great song. Right? So, so this is that song that was playing multiple mm-hmm. times throughout the thing. And that's why I'm saying the anchor of this story is Kevin. And this is why I'm saying this was the most smartly 
and well-written and well-executed theme the show has done yet. And which is why I think it's probably the best episode it's put out so far. Since the aside pilot. From, aside from the pilot. I really did love this episode. I did too. And I got to see the aspect of Jack once again. I felt sad when I had to see bad Jack, you know, being drunk and being cranky and everything. But this one, when he got right. to be that magical father, when Kate was upset and he took off his shirt and he explained to her why. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And gave this wonderful story and you got to see her smile and she felt special and she felt like a princess. Mm -hmm. That's what it was for her. And daddy made her feel like a princess when she honestly felt like the scum of the earth, dejected by her friends at such a young age. And he was able to do that. And that last shot with him with all of his three kids, safe and loved, Mm -hmm. was, was beautiful. I know, I totally agree. And I also love the fact that there's these small things that the writers are the Fogelman and, and Don Todd are putting in, which is the shirt. How Rebecca hates that shirt. <laughs> she hates it. And, and and as a viewer, you don't know why until he eventually tells the story. But even the story isn't necessarily mm. a bad one. It's just that there's this moment that she hates that fracking shirt. Yeah, right? Yes, yes. There's another moment that comes up too when William meets the Manny. Right? Yeah. He's like, is that the Manny? I love that show. And he's and he's laughing and he's walking away. And as he's walking away, Randall picks up a picture and mm-hmm. it shows he and his family mm-hmm. along with the woman that Rebecca I didn't even pick up on that. Gives the, the woman who gave the barber advice. Gives the barber <gasps> advice. Oh my gosh. So this woman becomes a major part Yay! of what they're doing. Oh my eventually. gosh, I'm so excited because I thought she was so mean at first and I would not have had the courage to go back. Well, maybe I might have. You want to know why I, I, I noticed that? Why? Tell, you know why. Tell me. Oh, you're awesome. No, no. What's the other what? reason? I don't remember right now. It's because I'm Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I really loved this episode. I thought that it was... <laughs> Just it, it gave you something really special for all the characters except Rebecca. But at the end, when she does have that courage to go back, I take it back. All of them got some goodness out of this. When she did have the courage to go back to that mom and ask if they can have a play date, right? That was really and she ate it. And I liked that she kind of got it in the head a little bit, mm-hmm. and then she realized that she was being dumb. And it was like super awkward. Oh you my know? gosh! Like, yes, and yet I'm like, way to go, way to go, both of you ladies. So I did I loved this episode. We want to thank you so much for listening to this episode and remind you once again that the best way to let other people know about this podcast is to just simply tell them. If you have a friend that you text about about the episodes of This Is Us, say, hey, you know what? Check out this podcast, This Is Us Too. Even if you've watched the show before, this is a great way to kind of relive those beginning moments and hear a fresh perspective about the show. Another wonderful thing you could do is head on over to iTunes and leave us a written review and a rating. Huge shout out to Y Morella, said Marion Blake are always so entertaining and insightful. I'm so happy to have them back in my listening rotation after listening to three seasons of Outlander podcasts. I love Mary's positivity and honesty. Aw, and I love Blake's nerdiness and humor. It's because I'm Batman. Right? <laughs> so thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too. Us Too. 
Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.